and I forgot to hit the button here, but we are we are live every day, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm excited. It's college football Saturday. Um, you know, so a lot of different things going on. Romanelli is now doing, Ron Romanelli is now doing videos over at Sports Shop Place. He's, you know, he's just getting into the groove. We're going to start adding a lot more videos to Sports Shop Place. We have more people coming on. We're going to be adding more content. Maybe we'll have other cappers with Ron do these things. We'll have um, our new people do it with them. And we have, you know, other shows that we're going to have exclusively on Sports Chat. Also, our podcast was added. Um, Amazon asked me to put it on there. So our podcast is now not just on iTunes and Google, whatever, and all these other Zillion Podcast Networks. We're also now on Amazon, so you can find us on Amazon as well. Um, so, you know, that's what happens when you hit the record button. Um, good things start to happen. But anyways, a um, lot of, you know, a lot of NFL today. One canceled game, non-COVID related. You just don't see this anymore. And then we got 15 Major League Baseball games. Brian, uh, I changed my my premium pick last night. I had... Originally, when I wrote my picks down, I said this on the show, and I said it, you know, and, and everything, that I changed my premium pick from the Nationals to the Pirates, and it cost me a winning day. It was, it was gruesome. I, I loved the Nationals, the Nationals yesterday. And, we all uh, like the Nationals. What's that? I said, I think we all, we said we liked the Nationals. Yeah, you're too far from your mic. You got to move up. Yeah. yeah, I said, I think we, we all liked the Nationals yesterday. Coming in mono something. I gotta figure this out. Anyways, um, we'll get to it. It's, it's week zero, so uh, we got we have a new. Um, this is our last week, I believe, of this format for the weekends. We have a new format coming up, and it's it's myself. I have a co-host, and then we'll bring people in. It's not going to be like the drive-through where it's like two seconds, and then Ruffalo gives them the, gives them a foot massage. It's going to be, you know, everyone's going to have a substantial amount of time, you know, for them to. Uh, for them to, uh, you know, talk and, you know, talk betting strategy for the day and, and all kinds of stuff, you know. So it's not going to be – it's going to be similar in that we'll have multiple guests, but it's going to be different in that um, the guests will have more time and you guys will see. I think you guys will like it. It's, it's a work in progress like everything else we do, you know. So uh, not overly concerned about it. But – uh Let's get right into it then with uh, college football action. We've got um, really four main games here. I see other sites and stuff kind of acting like this Southern Utah game is actually a meaningful <laughs> game of some kind, but it's not. It's a five-digit rotation number game, right? So it's really not something that we generally um, concentrate on. So we're just going to stick to the main um, varsity sports um, like we try to here. And we'll, we'll kick off with college football. Generally, if it's college football and NFL, we would kick off with NFL. But because it's NFL preseason, we'll go to college. And so we go to Champaign, Illinois. Um, Illinois fighting Illini. New coach against the most underachieving program of the last five years, the Nebraska Cornhuskers. We've got the Fresno State Bulldogs, who were a favorite like this last year and got waxed in their opener. Um, we have uh, New Mexico State, who... Returns nobody, but plays against nobody here. So this is kind of the more interesting. And then you have Hawaii, who normally has like a pure passing QB, but um, this quarterback 
Uh, he's a pure passing corp QB if you like 50% completion percentage. So kind of, you know, these are, like I said, these are not like the big games. Next week, we start to have that. We still have, you know, you have to remember that the first few weeks, there's still cream puff games in there. You know, there's definitely cream puff games in the mix where, you know, you have big school against FCS schools, and we're not going to cover those on the show, and we're not going to cover those in the regular videos. We'll cover them on the website, but we're not going to cover them on these shows. I, I'm against it. You know, I think it's bad for college football. I, mean, I do. I, I think I think if, if you schedule, if you're Alabama, you schedule Louisiana Monroe, that's okay. But if you schedule Jackson State, that's not okay. You know, and that's what these guys do. You know. I think you get one of those every three years in my book. Like if you're Florida school and you, you have Florida A&M on the schedule once every three years, I could live with that. But to have some, like Clemson plays these guys, you know, they play, they usually play a couple of them. And Alabama plays them. They all do. It's like, it doesn't even make sense. LSU always does. Florida does. I don't know. What happens is eventually you lose to one of these guys. And that's just the end of you. I remember Jacksonville State taking Georgia to the mat a few years ago. (laughs) I think the one thing, though, that's a pro would be it helps recruiting on the other side. So especially those, you know, lower uh, budget type of teams, I think it helps recruiting. I understand that, but when you look at the final record of a team and it says 12-0 and 0 or 11-1 yeah, and, I... and 10-2, and 2, and one team didn't play any of those teams and one team played one, is that yeah. the same? Yeah, no, the committee has to look at that, definitely. But they don't. But, yeah, they, they shouldn't. They don't. But. But I I think the committee looks at something else, and it's called how much money can we make, yeah, and exactly. and that's that's what they generally look look at, and you know, it's called the eye test. Yeah, the eye test. <laughs> it's like the eye test is the biggest joke I've ever seen. You know, oh, they passed the eye test. It's like, what are you talking about? You know, it's like, how do they pass the eye test? You know, it's like. How the hell does these guys pass the eye test? You know, Oklahoma passed the eye test. It's like, yeah, when they play good teams, when they play Kansas State, they lose by 20. You know, when they play, like, reasonable good teams, they they win some, lose some. And meanwhile, they throw them in the the championship, and it's going to be even worse, you know. It's not going to get better. It's just going to get worse. It'll be interesting to see how that whole SEC alliance works out. But anyways, let's just get to these games already. Brian... You see anything here on the board that's worth even putting a dime of your money on or nickel or well, I think if you're degenerate and you like gambling, which I do and lots of other people do, I would put a little bit on UConn plus the 27 and a half. I've been watching this game for at least a month now, I think. And I just think uh, it hasn't really moved off the 27 and a half. I just think that's a ton of points for Fresno state. We saw what they did last year. UConn's awful, but, uh, I think this is around a 24-point game, so I, I think that 27.5 is a little bit of value. And then my favorite free pick, I think the UCLA, UCLA Bruins beat up on Hawaii here. Chip Kelly's they kind of, UCLA kind of looked better towards the end of uh, last season. They lost their that, last two or three games in a row when they had like a chance to actually do something. They looked terrible at the end of the season. Uh, I don't understand. I how, did they, how did they look better at the end of the season I mean, when they UCLA lost their over, last games? UCLA over their last couple of seasons under Chip Kelly have really been brutal, but they seem to pick it up a little bit last year. I think they come into this year 
wanted to make a statement right out of the gate. And here's Hawaii a ma- has. Here's a magazine I haven't even looked at this year. I mean, you could smell, it smells like. <laughs> and normally every year Hawaii is a team that I like to back, but not this season. I think I'm going to stay away. This from one goes Hawaii. in alphabetical order, right? Start to finish. Now let's go, let's go by conference. Let's take a look at this. There's UCLA. Now this is a do or die year for Chip Kelly. You know, either he does something with UCLA this season. They were three and four major. last year, Brian. They had a chance to make it to a bowl game, remember? And then they lost um, in overtime to Stanford, 48-47. They uh, lost to USC by five, and their other loss was at Oregon. So they lost to the, they lost to decent teams. They beat Col- They lost at Colorado. They, they beat Cal. They beat Arizona and Arizona State. So did I. You know, <laughs> those teams. So I take it you're leaning towards Hawaii in this one. Well, it's not my turn yet, but yes, I am. I just think that with the, I think with the points, and I think Hawaii returns most of their defense from last year, and you have a slop team like UCLA. See, for me, it's not UCLA's talent. Most, I mean, they return everybody on defense. Everybody. Everybody. UCLA's, everybody. UCLA's stacked on talent-wise, okay? Because California, Florida, and Texas are the three most talent-rich states when it comes to college football. They are. Pennsylvania's generally pretty good. Ohio's good. Um, you know, there's other states that are good, but... When it comes to across the board and big numbers uh, of talent, it's Florida, Texas, California, right? It's those three states. So UCLA gets a lot of those players in California. It's just a matter of um, putting it all together there. And what, we see, what we've seen from UCLA is a slot fest. So I think that, you know, first game of the season, you know, for a team that's been sloppy, um, I can't trust them laying 17 and a half points up against a team last year that was 17 and a half point dog and won by 30 in their opening game. It's like I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't see it, you know. I don't even understand it. I think the better play there is a Hawaii plus 630 on the money line is the better play than UCLA here, you know. I just I don't, I don't see it because you look at Hawaii last year, right, and what were they against um, in that opener against Fresno State? They were like... What was the line in that thing? It was way up there, right? And they came out there. They just jacked them. I mean, they crushed them. It was, uh, let me see. They beat them 34 to 19. So at the end of the game, they're actually just two-point dogs. So it wasn't like a massive dog. They were, no, it's just two and a half. Two and a half, the hook. So they were dogs. They came in. And then the next week, they go to Wyoming and get slaughtered by Wyoming. Go figure. I mean, that's I, had, I had Wyoming in that one. Yeah, Chevin Cordero is not is not bad. He's not a bad quarterback. And the thing is, I think under Todd Graham, that I think the program has they they're traditionally kind of that wide open offense to June Jones style. And I think under Rolovich pulled back, and you know that Nick Rolovich, right, the worst cover coach in in all of college football. He's a win. He wins games. But he's the he, I think he is the worst against the spread, right, over the last seven or eight years is Rolovich. I'm going to guess that when you look at the thing, I don't have the list, but we can probably look, Google this and find this. But I'm going to guess that the top coach in the last five years against the point spread is Ryan Day because he's an ass kicker, right? And probably the worst coach against the spread are these other guys, like Nick Rolovich, who just, you know, kind of goes through the motions. He wins games, doesn't cover spreads. 
And it's like, what good are you? <laughs> Why bother? But I like Hawaii. I think Hawaii has a good chance to win this game outright against UCLA. I think that that defense against that slop. Why not? Why is also a serious size? They always do. Rod, what do you think? He seems to be chomping at the bit over here now that he's back in action. <laughs> yeah, I, I off like, his I like deathbed. I, I like I like Hawaii plus the points. They're bringing back everybody on defense. Um, Chavin isn't that bad, and they added a nice uh, Calvin Turner Jr. as a, as a weapon for him. He's he's beast. He he, go, he returns the ball. He's he's good guy. He's a huge piece to that offense that uh, will definitely add some offense uh, prowess to the, the rainbows. And you look, Chip Kelly, Chip Kelly, he's awful Terrible. in uh, non-conference games. One in five since he joined uh, UCLA Terrible. in non-conference games. Awful. He's uh, awful. He's what's his record without Phil Knight money? I mean, he's terrible. He's, he's terrible, terrible, man. Yeah. Terrible. So, I'll take Hawaii plus the points, and the other one I'll take uh, Illinois plus the points. Um, you look at Frost. He, he got beat last year so, in Nebraska by the same team, and uh, Illinois is he's going to get returning. run. He's going to get fired. <clears throat> Scott Frost. Oh yeah, <laughs> I won't take him long. We're going to get dirt. He loses this one. Um, Illinois is bringing back a whole lot of players that uh, were in that game that uh, won in, in in Lincoln last year. So uh, give me Illinois plus the points at home. That one home dog. Yep. Prepolima, not a great coach, not one of my guys. I mean, when he got fired on the field at Arkansas, I thought kind of thought he deserved it. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you know, he didn't make it to the locker room. He got fired before he got there, and you know, it's uh, you know, I I. I know a lot of people that had bet on Arkansas that year that felt the same way, you know, that they wished that they could have been the one that fired them on the field. But it's like, um, you know, so Romanelli, we have some, you know, ridiculously high totals here, you know, today. We have a, a, a 67 and a half, a 63, mm-hmm. a 59 um, are three of the totals in these games. And, uh, you know, we have three, we have... See, we have three favorites of double by double digits, and then we have a road favorite who was terrible last year. I mean, they actually they played okay in spots, and I think like the Northwestern game where they threw the interception into the end zone. They had a couple. It was a, a matter of a couple plays. They played Ohio State tough the first half in Columbus, but that was with McCaffrey at quarterback. When you're an offensive genius like Scott Frost was at UCF, right? He was the genius. At Right, he was a wide open, seventy points a game. You come to Nebraska, and your quarterback and your number one receiver both transfer out. <laughs> like after you've been there a couple of years, not like it was a coaching change and then they transferred. We're talking about a guy that's been there, and they transfer out. So McCaffrey goes to Louisville, and Bell is his name, the receiver. He goes to Kentucky, the top guy, and you're left with. The Martinez show once again here, who is you know good athlete and all of that kind of stuff, but he hasn't shown that he can be a quarterback at this level, and, you know, produce wins consistently. He's, he gets injured a lot, right? He fumbles a lot, and all those things, all those bad things. If you're a quarterback, it's bad things. What do you think here, Ron? Today's four game, sexy week zero card. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I'm going to take. Illinois, um, you know, Adrian Martinez, he's a nice two-way threat, but to me, I think this game's going to start out sluggish. I think it's going to be 
a tight game through through the game. I think it could could you could see Illinois win this one outright, um, but I think Illinois is going to rely on their ground game. They actually ran for over 250 yards and four touchdowns last year against Nebraska. Um, so you know Illinois is definitely going to rely on their running back trio. They have a three-headed monster at running back with Chase Brown leading the way. Um, I think that it's going to be a close game. I think, like I said, Illinois has a shot to win it, but I'll just take the points to be safe. I think it's going to be a field goal game either way. So and I'll B- take my Belima, points. Belima was the guy that got you know some serious running backs there at Wisconsin. I mean, all those ones that you oh, see yeah. in the NFL, those are his guys. And yeah. um, you know he was super successful in the Big Ten. The SEC didn't really fit his style. He did have good running backs there. He's got still his Arkansas running backs there in the NFL from his era there too, which is pretty amazing because that team was so bad. But um, I mean, we can't just we just can't emphasize how bad his Arkansas teams were. I mean, they were just <laughs> pathetic, pathetic. No. They couldn't win. They couldn't cover. They couldn't do anything. So, oh man, it's kind of it's kind of like the team, the Miami teams that I grew up you know, watching in the Orange Bowl, EJ Baker and Kerry Baker. Quarterbacks, you know? Oh God! I remember Oklahoma beating us by seventy at home. It was like <laughs> man. We used to play Oklahoma, Penn State. It was like all, you know, they're independent. They played all the big names, like every single game, like a team like that. Everybody, Florida, Florida State, everybody wanted to play Miami back then. Trip to South Florida in the winter. Game. <laughs> and then all of a sudden they got good. Everyone dropped them from the schedule. I'm not, I'm not putting, going through that. Barry Switzer. <laughs> it's like gonna happen anymore anyways i'm with you guys i think illinois here is the play for me i'm you know like i said it's week zero i'm not these aren't games i would be playing on a regular saturday if i had a larger card it's not like wow i really have a strong angle here i I, i'm a watcher right some people everyone has their own strategy brian likes to look at what other people bet and copy what they do rod is jumps on the bandwagon ron is kind of more like a statistics and data guy and i'm more a game watcher right so you have four different styles here and um you know i don't have anything to watch here right i don't have anything to go off of so i might be better off at halftime for these you know on these games so not planning on doing a halftime show but it's not you know it could happen i should be in the studio you know while some of these games are going on. But if I see something, I will come on here and, and say something. Um, if I don't see anything, then you won't hear for anything from me. But, uh, yeah, it is college football, if you want to call it that. But next week, uh, much better schedule. Got Ohio State, Minnesota on Thursday. <clears throat> but, um, Miami, Alabama. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to it, but I will be watching it. <laughs> Got North Carolina, Virginia Tech should be a nice little little football game on Friday. Um, Northwestern against Michigan State. We'll see. So, we'll, we're going to see some things, you know. Michigan, Western Michigan, Penn State, Wisconsin. It's nice that uh, that the Big Ten is kind of opening up against each other. Kansas State, Stanford is an interesting game. There's a coach that covers a ton of point spreads too. Kansas State, the guy that replaced Bill Snyder this time. This guy covers a ton. 
Him, Ryan Day, I'm going to guess are right at the top of the list. <laughs> no one Googled it? It's, it's, now you guys are going to make me Google it. The coaches covered the most. College football coaches cover the most. ATS. Oh, these are all old. These articles. Mm-hmm. Well, super old. 2017. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't find it. Well, I guess they're I wide open for this type of article. Romanelli, you're on it. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I think I gotta get someone on it. Uh, I'll look it up. I, I, mean, I know it's out there. You know? Yeah. I know it's out there. I, mean, I, I know who it is, you know. It's Ryan Day. It's the guy from Kansas State. I mean, those are the guys. The guys that never cover is Nick Rolovich. Never. It's like, it's just the way it is. Steve Starkeesian never covers. You know, perfect for Texas. How how fired is he going to be in two or three years? So fired, man. So fired. <laughs> Did Sarkeesian get the X? So fired. Anyways, Brian, are you selling anything today? Mm, yeah, it's my favorite. It's, my, it's what I do best lately, college football. Last two seasons combined, 56% winners, which if you take out my crappy bowls from both years, I'm probably hitting around 60. So if you want my college football season pass, get it for $400 at PickDogs.com. That'll get you every single college football pick. Today I've got one. It's my high roller. You can get that for $30 at PickDogs.com. Or subscribe to the VIP show, and you'll get it also there. Rod. For me, it's uh, today I've got a nice mixed sport bookie buster. I've got uh, one MLB, one NFL, and one college football play. Went off a nice three in one day yesterday. Let's keep it rolling with uh, kickoff to college football day. Love these plays. Also, I have a uh, rest of my MLB season for uh, one ninety nine. We've been rolling since the All Star break last month. We're up. Uh, big betters are up over sixty nine hundred bucks. Jump aboard that. 199 bucks. Can't go wrong with that. You get every MLB play I give you right till uh, World Series winner. How many you got today, Rod? I didn't catch that. Three. One NFL, one MLB, and one college. Nice. One, one, and one. How about you, Romanelli? Yep, same thing over here. I got one, one, and one. Uh, my Saturday trifecta. Really loving these plays today. I like today's card in all three sports. Uh, so check it out at Pick Dogs Premium. And as Mitch mentioned, starting to do videos on the Sports Champ Place YouTube channel. So check those out and covering college football and the NFL. Uh, had a good day. I actually went 4-0 and yesterday on the NFL free picks. So check those out, Sports Champ Place YouTube. All right. Junior Sharp. There you go. <laughs> I got three MLB picks, but um, got, um, you know, I – I did okay in NFL preseason, but you have college football season. Next Thursday is when it all really starts, really gets going um, this coming Thursday. So great time to join the VIP and the YouTube premium. Great time to do it. Like I said, we got new things coming on here, and 
I believe next Saturday and maybe even you know next and maybe at next Saturday we should have a different show here and and I don't know if it'll be Sunday because there won't be NFL, but then the following week will be Saturday Sunday, and then um, we're also going to add a Friday afternoon football show, four p.m. Eastern time. Not really sure of the format of that yet. It's just kind of a whim that I had. Brian inspired me. Go to the NFL schedule today. Six games on the card with the cancellation in the Big Easy. Which, uh, I don't know if that helps or hurts the Saints because they really did have some quarterback question marks there. It leaves us five games for tomorrow, which is nice, right? It's five NFL games for tomorrow. It's been like, after this, it's usually been one and one or two and one, right? Two on Sunday, something like that, but now five on Sunday. Buffalo Bills against the Green Bay Packers. Nine and a half point spread in this thing. Opened at four. We got the Washington football team, the Eskimos, up against the Ravens. Eskimos getting three and a half at home in this one. Uh, the Ravens looking for what, number 20 here? Is it 19 or 20? Looking for number 20 in a row, the oddest of all winning streaks in the history of sports. <laughs> then you have uh, the Titans tighten up against the Bears. I don't know how the Bears are favoring three points against anybody. Um, not against a professional team. Rod, what do you think of these three games? Well, out of those three games, well, I like Tennessee over uh, the Bears. Well, that's too many points. The Bears have not been great. Tennessee, uh, very deep depth-wise, and uh, looked real good in their first two games in the preseason. So uh, I'll take Tennessee plus the three in that one. Is uh, you got a good shot to uh, beat the Bears. The only one that I like out of those three. How about you, Ron Romanelli? Yeah, I'm going to lean the other way with the Bears here. I don't love Chicago, but the Titans are dealing with a lot of COVID issues. They're actually missing nine players and coaches, including Tannehill and uh, Coach Variable. So I think this is just the type of game Tennessee gets in and gets out. I know they're home team, so it's less of a worry to play here, but. Uh, I do think the Bears, you know, you got Justin Fields starting in this one. I feel like he has something to prove after Dalton was named the starter um, or is the favorite to be the starter in week one. So I think the Bears show up today, and I think they get the win. So I'll lay the points with Chicago. Brian? Yeah, for me, I just saw Gardner Menchie got traded to the Eagles, but – Anyway, that ruined my train of thought. I think the one of the best free picks today is the Washington football team. I kind of wish I would have put him in as a premium play. What does that Washington mean for Joe a, Flacco? And I guess Flacco's going to be gone. I'm going to uh, guess so. But I think Washington has an ultra-talented roster here. And I know the Ravens have won a bunch in a row. But I, I think this Washington team could easily win this game outright. But I think it's a field goal game. Anyway, he slides it to take the three and a half points in Washington to keep this game close. New York Mets and the uh, betting against the Ravens. Betting against the Giants, betting against the Ravens. Brian's really picked some good sides to go against uh, in the last. You act like this Washington football team's a bad team. They're not a bad team. They I picked them to win the team. division. I picked them to win the division. I, when did I say they were a bad team? They oh, I know. You're making fun of my pick against the Ravens. I don't care. Well, I'm just saying you bet against the Ravens, Ravens every week and you, 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 you know, them and you take the Mets every day lately. I didn't take the Mets yesterday. I had the Washington Nationals yesterday. 
Yeah, took them every game against the Giants. Yeah, talked about it. the house position. That's what, that's what looked like the proper play, and look the, the proper play. Giants the prop, the proper yesterday. play is the one that wins. Well, the Braves won yesterday and beat them. I'm sure they'll beat them again today. Sure, how sure are you? Just take nah, out the checkbook. Not, I'll, I'll, I'll take that action. I'll I just, book I just don't. Like no, them. how sure? You said you're sure they'll beat them today. How sure are you? Oh, I like. Uh, how I sure like are you? I'm right here. I'd like. No, you I'd said like you're sure. How sure are you? Now, if it would have been the Mets Let's game, see how you sure got you are. Because <laughs> I'm sure. Me, but it's not Mets. I'm super sure. The Giants feel real good. I'm not gonna say anything. I don't like the Giants. Real good about it. Feel awesome about it. Take. I'll take. I'll take the other side of that one all day. I like the Ravens here. I think that you take them on the money line and just put them in a parlay or something just for the hell of it. They're not going to lose this game. Washington is my pick still to win the NFC. So Brian, just because I pick another team in a game or say something about them, it doesn't mean that I don't like the other team. I'm just saying that, well, the reality of it is, is that the Ravens haven't lost in preseason in since 2015 and Washington has quarterback issues. They still have quarterback issues. I think they're still struggling because the Haskins pick is going to haunt them for a while, and they're going to have to get past that. And it's like, you know, they need a quarterback. They don't have one. They have a quarterback. The magic fits magic. He'll be. He'll do just fine. He's 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 not shown that he's a viable quarterback through a sixteen game schedule. Now the seventeen game schedule, I like his chances even less. He hasn't shown that he can win week to week and play consistent football. That it takes to, to be a, a, a winner, you know, in the NFL. He hasn't shown the ability to do that. He's had great games. He's had some great comeback games. He's also had games where he's like three of, of 27, you know, with four interceptions for, for, you know, negative eight yards. I mean, you, you can't do that, you know. And it's like he, he is a veteran. He knows what he's doing back there, all those things. But he's not... Um, He's not bad enough to be a Trent Dilfer, and he's not good enough to be a Tom Brady. So he's, you're kind of just left with a guy, you know, who's just a good backup is really what he is, you know. It's like Trent Dilfer was bad enough that he knew, like, well, I don't really, I'm not going to even try, you know, some of this stupid stuff that the other guys do because I can't do it, right? But with, with Fitzpa- Fitzpatrick, he still throws that pass into double coverage down the field, which he doesn't have the arm to complete, right? So it, it burns you, you know. He was on my team last year, so I, I know that. You know, just it's kind of it's kind of like the Chad Henney mark that just, you know, just it's never gonna go away. You know? You try people always say, you know, you gotta let things go, you gotta get past it. I can't, you know, I just can't. All I see is a wobbly pass thrown at the at the pylon. You know, when the receiver is running a route down the middle of the end zone. I, it's all I can see, you know, in Chad Henney. And then he, he he's just, you know, like, is, is he mad because he just didn't know the, own, the, the play that he called? Is he mad because he was actually aiming for the guy in the middle of the end zone and hit the pylon? Or is he just, you know, what, what is he mad at? You know, like, I'm mad. I'll tell you that much. He stinks. Chad Henney. Oof. Nothing fun about that. Got the Texans against the Buccaneers. You've got, I also like the Titans against the Bears. I just I won't. I probably won't take the Bears all season. I got the <laughs> Titans uh, against the Bucks. You got the uh, 
or Texans against the Bucks. You got the Rams and the Broncos, eight and a half points in this thing. And the Broncos have been shameless about playing their starters this preseason. Absolutely shameless about it. And then you've got Seattle, six-point favorites here against the Chargers, who have a backup quarterback battle going on, which Rod Zwacki's clearly entrenched in last time uh, we spoke about the Chargers. So, uh, Brian, what do you think of these three matchups? I'm not in love with it, but I kind of like the Chargers a little bit. That's a lot of points here, and we we saw uh, they didn't fold the 10 up last week, and I think – it's way too many points for the Seahawks to cover. I, I don't care how long they play their starters. So for me, it's the Chargers. It's not. I don't like it as much as Washington, but it's a lean. Do they get to keep the song in Los Angeles? The Super Chargers. Super San Diego. Super Chargers. <laughs> Ron, who do you like? I'm going to take a shot with the Houston Texans getting the points here, getting four points. Uh, Bruce Arians did say that the Buccaneers starters are going to play the first half. Um, but I think we see a similar situation as we did yesterday with the Chiefs Vikings. We saw the Chiefs with Mahomes go out to this big lead. And uh, they were even up, I think, 18 points in the fourth quarter. Then uh, quickly you saw the lead uh, disappear and the Vikings caught a cover late. I don't know if it'll be as late as that or as backdoor as that. But I do think the Texans play much better in the second half of this one and catch a cover. You're going to see a lot of the public on the Bucks as we've seen in the preseason so far, Texans 2-0 and against the spread, Buccaneers 0-2 against the spread in the preseason. So I'll take Houston in the points. Yeah, I'm with you. I like Houston in the points in that one as well. Um, Tampa Bay, they're a good fade to start the year. Um, they, are, they started off slow last year. I think they start off slow again. Take some time to get things gelling and get a rolling Super Bowl hangover. So give me the Houston plus the points in that one. And I agree, give me uh, – the Chargers plus the points. Clappy's going to win. He'll win by three at the most. So uh, give me the Chargers plus six. Daniels can't play any worse than what he did last week. And uh, Stick looked real good. So uh, give me the Chargers plus the six. Who do you one. think wins that QB battle? Because he was pretty uh, Stick. Rod was pretty, Stick. Ad- pretty adamant. <laughs> pretty adamant. Stick's taking the, the, the backup role. He's winning the job. I like all three dogs in these games. I think the Rams are, to me, the most attractive because they haven't played their starters all preseason, but they've hung in every single game, right? They've (laughs) kind of been right there. I think eight and a half is a crazy amount of points there to be given the Rams. Um, I like the Chargers here against the Seahawks. If it was regular season, I might not feel the same, but it isn't. And uh, I also like the Titans against the Bears. And the Texans against the Bucks. Romanelli, do you see betting the Bears? Um, you see this something in your future this season? You see yourself like saying, um, you know, I really feel like laying one down on the Bears this week. Other than today, probably not. Uh, especially as long as Dalton's at QB, but well, Dalton's name the starter. Justin Fields is the backup. We know Justin Fields, and he looked good against backup players, kind of like Trey Lance, who. Definitely looked better than I give him credit for, which is not tough, right? But at the same time, I mean, threw two balls that really should have been intercepted, you know, that ended up, one of them ended up being a touchdown, you know? And it's like, had he been playing against starters, it could have gone six the other way, you know? Um, I don't know. I'm ready for preseason to be over. Me too. Glad it's only three weeks. I'll tell you, you know, 
if, if you put it in perspective, though, like, what do you hate more? Preseason NFL football or cardboard cutout fans? You know, it's like <laughs> cardboard cutout. Fans. Oh, can't stand the cardboard <laughs> cutout fan. It was like fun. Oh, for about, rowdy. It was fun for about 15 <laughs> seconds. Like when they put like Getty Lee in there, you know, and stuff. It was fun <laughs> like for that. But it's like I can't stand the cardboard cutout fans or canned fan noise that they show on TV. There's yeah, actually, they don't even play it in the stadium. It's just on TV, that canned fan noise that they were using. Oh, that's awful. Terrible. Awful. Terrible. Best part about the cardboard cutout was when Mookie Betts took Buddy's head off. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> I hate the cardboard cutout. It was like an idea that kind of like ran its course, right? It was just like, oh man, hopefully we're not headed back to the cardboard cutout. Oh, I do have a question for you all, if we can. That's now with Gardner Minshew going to the Eagles. Does that bring up a little bit of a QB debate, or is Hertz's job guaranteed at starting quarterback? Oh, it's guaranteed. It's Hertz's job. I think the Minshew is a good good backup, but I think you know. You don't think the Minshew fanboys have to say anything about that? <laughs> I don't think. I think that I think that Minshew will see action because Jalen Hurts is a lower the shoulder quarterback, and he he can't extend the field with his arm. So people the Players are going to be playing close to the line, and it works at the college level. But the NFL, you're going to get decapitated. You know, it's <laughs> like he's not fast enough to be Kyler Murray or Russell Wilson. You know, that's the oh. issue here. And he's, he's the Eagles he doesn't have the arm of either of those guys either. Brady Minshew, yeah, no. quick, get him! Yeah. <laughs> Minshew's a mess. Oh, he is a mess. I don't trust <laughs> either guys. <laughs> no. It's a mess. They needed to get Jake Luton. That's the guy. Sometimes, you know, sometimes there's trades like this and, and the guy that ends up not making the team. Daniels is available. He's at the Chargers. You can pick him up. He's got Black it. Blackout looked good yesterday. <laughs> Obviously not good enough. Nope. Um, <laughs> go to the diamond here. And uh, I don't know. We saw some pretty good games last night. The Cubs jumped out to a 6 nothing lead on the White Sox. I'm sure Brian was jumping up and down, acting like the fan I had the White Sox yesterday, minus one and a half. Sure, you were all over the all over the Cubs, and uh, got the Indians and the Red Sox. The Indians had it yesterday, but it slipped out of their hands. Nice, this you know the first game is four o five Eastern time. This is nice, so we're gonna have the VIP at the regular time today. Got the Yankees and the A's, the Mariners and the Royals. What a game that was last night. What a game. What was it, 12 or 13 innings? It was way deep. I was pleasantly surprised when I checked the score. Oh, I watched the game. He hit the two-run home run, and then the Mariners almost blew it anyway. It's like... I saw the grand slam, but... No, they almost blew the game. The The Royals almost blew the game in the, in the bottom of the whatever it was that they wanted it. Then you got uh, the Phillies, the Kyle Gibson uh, experience. Ugh. Yeah. Any of these four do it for you, Rod? A little Kyle Gibson action. You feel like watching a guy walk in some runs for you? Uh-huh. Minus two hundred. Yeah, no. I'll take Umberto. Give me, give me Umberto in that one. I think uh, Arizona's. How was they're actually playing the better ball at five five last ten? Uh, not bad. Give me Arizona over uh, the Phillies and Kyle so, Gibson. So. Derek, Derek Miller is saying here in the comments that Urban Meyer is a 
bust just like bust just like Nick Saban. How was Nick Saban a bust at Miami? I'm telling you, I'm a Dolphin fan. He had things going in the right direction, man. And I'm telling you what, give him another year or two, they would have probably have been a Super Bowl team. And he, he wouldn't have been the first college coach to do that. Jimmy Johnson did, did it in Dallas. And I'll tell you what, I think most Dolphin fans, when Saban was there, were excited about things were, that were going on. And they haven't been as excited as that until now with Flores there. But Saban, I, how was he a bust? I, I thought, you know, the team, obviously he took over a bad team. I and I'm not a Saban guy. I mean, everybody knows that. Well, how's Meyer a bust? I didn't say he was a bust. I didn't say he did. That guy said he was a bust. He said he's going to be a bust. His prediction, which is fine. You can predict all you want. I do it all the time. I don't think Mike Tomlinson. This guy says Mike Tomlinson criminally underrated. Meanwhile, he spells his name wrong. <laughs> it's kind of like that, that pretty much is the microcosm of it right there. Mike Tomlinson, criminally underrated. It's Mike Tomlin. I agree. I love our audience. Man. I love you guys. Hit the thumbs up. Helps us a ton. I don't sit there and beg for it like a lot of people do. Leave a comment if you want to. Um, of course, if you don't... Um, if you don't have time to sit here and watch our shows, we're available on iTunes, um, Apple, I, Apple iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever they call it now, Google Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, um, just about anywhere that you get podcasts. It's called Picks from the Doghouse. And normally, like our normal thing, I have the logo up there, but I don't have it for this one because we have four people. We're going we're gonna to change this stuff. It's all, this is all going to go. Anyways, where are we? <laughs> And the other one I like in this spot is uh, I like the Royals. Give me the Royals again with uh, Daniel Lynch going. Um, the team's been solid. They're 5-1 uh, and one in his uh, last six starts is, uh, are the Royals, including 4-0 his last four starts. So uh, give me the Royals. I think they get another win here over the Mariners. Was Hernandez. He got, Hernandez got switched out. Yep. Yeah, it's Lynch. It's Lynch. Yep, I agree with Mr. Zawacki. I'll take the Royals as well. Lynch has been pitching better as of late. Tyler Anderson is the guy that doesn't miss a lot of bats, doesn't get too many strikeouts, and now he's starting to give up a little bit of the home run ball. And when you're a pitch-to-contact guy, you really can't give up the home run. Uh, he's given up one in his last two starts and three of his last five. So I'll take the Royals on the money line, getting the plus money. I think in Anderson's defense, two, two factors here. Number one, young pitcher going deep into the season. And that just is part of the game. And, you know, I've talked about this on many times over, and I know people tune out when I talk sometimes, but he, um, Anderson, none of the pitchers this year pitched. They only played 60 game schedules last year. So nobody had a lot of starts last year at all. But Anderson is a guy that's really has never had a lot of career starts. So he's him and Logan Gilbert, two guys that have just worn out. They're out of gas. And then you also have the trade that he went from Pittsburgh to Seattle, and now you have National League to American League, which is not good if you're a pitcher. It's like now you face an extra batter, and that batter is Nelson Cruz instead of you know, facing Marcus Stroman. Well, I'd say the Anderson's a seasoned veteran. He's, I think he's like 30 or 31. He's been around for a little while. He started 32 games. The last time he started more games than this season was 2018. 
started 32 games. And then before that, 19 games, 17 games. So 32 games in Colorado, five games, 13 games. And then this year he's at, this is his 24th start of the season. So this is, this is the most starts he's had, the second most starts he's had in his entire career. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely hasn't been that much worked, but I mean, he's been around for a little while. He's not just like Gilbert, who's just got brought into the league. I mean, he's already had 100 starts in his career and stuff, so. I'm not giving him the benefit of the doubt. That's what it, sound, it sounds like. Romanelli's being a little bit of a hard ass here on Tyler Anderson. <laughs> he's got a hard on for him. He's 28. I thought he was like 30. 30, 32. Thirty-two. Oh Jesus! Nineteen eighty-nine. <laughs> yep. December thirtieth, nineteen eighty-nine. He'll be expecting a gift from you, Brian. Who do you like in the slot? Well, I'll make it a threesome because I love the Kansas City Royals today. If it's not broke, don't fix it. It probably should have been a premium play for me today. I think Lynch can pitch respectably today for the Royals. I think it'll be a game that's won late again. So I'll take the plus money in KC to keep it rolling. And the Oakland A's, the Yankees look pretty pretty damn square to me. Getting slight plus money here with the Yankees who are freaking on fire. Uh, they're calling all the fanboys out on this one. I'll take the Oakland A's uh, to get a W. I think that I think I think that taking Arizona plus the Plus the odds here is probably not a bad way to go. Kyle Gibson just walks way too many guys, man. He's become a walk machine. That last game in Texas, he started walking guys and he hasn't stopped. Just keeps walking yeah. them. That was that that last start with the Rangers. Yeah, it's like to open open the oh. floodgates of walks against Framber against Framber Valdez. Yeah. Just kept oh yeah, they both. <laughs> oh yeah, they both walked a ton. Framber was sweating up like, I mean, he had a real lather going. It's like he couldn't even hold on to the ball. It was like 120 degrees. It's like, it's like Zwacky shows up to the mound and is like sleeveless, you know. It's like not a great look for you, but, you know, I understand. Got uh, Tigers versus the Ti- versus the Blue Jays. Brian Urena is, is back on the hill. He's back. He's got that six yeah, plus. he's not a guy that I love. I mean. You're you know, rain the guy from way back. <laughs> no. You follow him from town to town. You're a groupie. They're Tiger starters that I like more than him. That's for no, sure. no. You're a Urena guy. Rod, we do this show every day. Would you call Brian a Urena guy or not a Urena guy? He's putting words in my mouth. Yeah, he's, he's got it uh, He's muted, but he's muted. We're definitely putting words in your mouth, and you're definitely a Urena guy. <laughs> Big time Urena guy. Big time. Big time. It's like, big time. Do you think Salvador Perez is a future Hall of Famer? Second most all-star appearance in Royals history. I think he is a Hall of Famer, Salvi Perez. I do think he is. I think he's definitely in the Royals Hall of Fame. But, oh, yeah. but I would say he's probably a Hall of He's close. It, the the yeah. criteria seems to change, you know, all the time. It just seems to change person to person, you know. Yeah. If he hit like this his whole career, he'd be guaranteed. But, well, they won the I World mean, Series, and they dismantled yeah. that team, and he was the guy they kept. 
Yeah. So that usually, it's like Paul Canerco in the White Sox. It was kind of like, <laughs> you know, he's the guy they held on to. You know, it's tough. If he was on the Yankees, he would be. Feels like the Hall of Fame's getting tighter and tighter. I'm not sure if he'd make it. I would like to take the writers out of the equation there. Maybe I can get a vote. I get a vote. It's the Baseball Writers Association of America. Because the College Football Writers Association threw me out. But I think I, I might be able to get back in. I still have the information. We're still friends. Still have the information. Still friends on LinkedIn, most of the guys. So I won't be voting for the All-American team this year. No, I won't be. Damn it. I won't be voting for the Outland. No. <laughs> yeah. It was a short-lived membership, but I'll tell you what, it was, it was a tearful goodbye. You can't do this anymore. I don't know. I thought Edron James was first-team all book. I did. You're still in that Edger and James thing. <laughs> I, well, it threw me out of the College Football Writers Association of America. Tigers versus Blue Jays. So so that that's the only one you gave here, Brian? Urena? I, I didn't even give anything on that one. You're the guy. You guys said that I like that. <laughs> okay, go ahead. You tell us you like that. You're throwing me right under the bus. <laughs> put, I'll put some words in your mouth. I love you, Rainy. the Tigers against Manoa. <laughs> what games are we doing? You didn't even get all the games. The only game I heard so far was the Blue Jays and Tigers. What as far as I got. Doing? <laughs> it's the feature game. We've got Alcantara <laughs> against Vladdy Gutierrez, another Brian guy. Um, he hates Gutierrez. Um, got Colby Allard against the aforementioned Framber Valdez, and that one's a Globe Life also. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> he's going to, he's like, please have the roof closed. And then you got uh, John Means against Michael Waka in Baltimore, line mover. Oh, wow, yeah. Brian, who do you like of these four besides Jose Urena? Well, for me, you know, you might want to bet the other side of this game because I'm horrible on square picks, but I'm going to take the Blue Jays minus the one and a half and the no on the mound. He's, you know, he had a, got back to his usual solid self in his last start. I think he keeps it up. Jays got to win this game, so I don't have any trouble laying that one and a half. <laughs> and that'll take the Baltimore Orioles against the. Michael Waka Waka in the Rays, but I'll take the plus one and a half with Baltimore. I think it's the one. I think all the run line betters get burned here. So I'll take the one and a half with means. So anyways, the guy that called Mike Tomlin, Mike Tomlinson is saying now that it's early where he is. So he that's why this is excuse. But I'm sure it's not earlier than it is here. <laughs> I can guarantee <laughs> that. But um I then then you've never watched the show because I always say Mike Tomlin is the best coach in the NFL. Right, we've heard this. We've heard this. One of the top. Fans. I always have him in my top guys every year. I always say he's the guy that if he was fired for some reason he would be out of work for about fifteen seconds. Ron Romanelli, Framber. Uh, no, no, thank you. <laughs> no, mas. but I'll take it. I'll take a shot with uh, the Miami Marlins. At home, Sandy Alcantara pitched well against the Reds last start. <clears throat> 11 strikeouts at Great American. 
now he's back home, much letter, much less of a hitter's park. Uh, I think the Marlins keep this game close, and then they get into that Reds bullpen and find a win late. So I'll take a shot with Miami. That Rays-Orioles game is definitely a strange one. I, I don't think I have the stomach to take the Orioles, though. I'll just I'll lean towards the over in that one. I think the Orioles do a lot of damage on Waka, and then the Rays get some back on Means, who's been giving up a lot of home runs as of late. So the Rays don't hit lefties that well. But they do hit means. I mean, everybody does at this point. So I'll take uh, the over. Right. I'm going to go opposite there. I'm going to take the Reds. Um, Reds 6-0 in their last six versus the NL East. They're also 5-0 in their last five versus a team with a losing record. So uh, I think they keep – these are the games they need to win. So uh, I'm going to take the Reds over the Marlins. I like the – and the, and the over, in, I agree with the over in the Rays in Baltimore. We see a whole pile of runs in that one. I love the Ra- the Rays lay whatever against Baltimore. And uh, I like the under in the Reds-Marlins game, Alcantara and Gutierrez. Gutierrez is actually really good on the road. And as Fonzie says, hit the thumbs up. Smash that like button. It's, uh, it's been lights out on the road. Yeah, Fonzie has been lights out on the road. F. Gutierrez. He's lights out on He's the road. He's lights out on the road. Anyways, hit the thumbs up. That's what Fonzie says. It's so weird, this thing, man. It's like this 1970s action figure. Look at this. The sna- his pants butt in the back. How, how the hell do you do that? You can't do that. <laughs> like, Maybe they're on backwards. Maybe you need to flip them around. I'm not taking Fonzie's pants off. <laughs> you come visit me in Hawaii, I'll tell you what. You can take the Fonzie's pants off. I'll, I'll let you have that one. I should have your pants on wrong for 50 years. <laughs> it's like it is like 50 years old that thing. Uh, uh we go to the next slate, the next card. Got the Cardinals and the Pirates. Man, was that disappointing thrown out at the plate for the Pirates in the eight, in the bottom yes. of the eighth. That was gruesome. White Sox they spotted the Cubs six runs, put 17 on the board, two touchdowns and a field goal. They allowed 13 runs. Yeah. <laughs> Marcus Stroman, I just feel so bad for this guy. I, I have You have to at this point because. So he's a number two, three starter, right, in the rotation. He's got a sub three ERA, and he's got a hideous record. And all that means is that you have, you've got no support. If you're the number one and you have like a 2.8 ERA and, you know, you're five and five or something, well, you played against number one pitchers, right? So your team, you have an excuse. But if you're Stroman and you're deeper in the rotation and you have that kind of ERA and you have that record, that just means your team has done nothing to support you whatsoever. Nothing. Absolutely zero. That's a pathetic, man. I would, I want them to win for Stroman, but I, I really, you know, I'm disgusted by them. I know Brian's a big fan. I had the Nationals yesterday. Wow, well, one, one, out, one out of 18 in their last 19 Mets Well, games. they weren't playing the, the, the Giants, so, you know. <laughs> and, uh, and the easiest playing the boards today are coming up. Ron, any of these games you like? And n- nothing crazy in this window. I would lean towards the Mets and the run line. I really don't like laying... Run lines with home teams, and especially when those teams are named the Mets. But 
I think Strowman pitches well today. I think the Mets do find some offensive life. Probably would have thought that was the case yesterday, and they couldn't find any. But I do think that the Mets would be a solid play to throw in in your, in your parlays for money line. I do think they get to uh, the, the Nationals' uh, bullpen and Sean Nolan today. So just a small lean on Mets' run line. Not my favorite play. So the in the uh, Pirates-Cardinals game, the total has gone from eight to eight and a half, and you got Wainwright against Brault. Brault's got a sub two ERA coming into this thing. Wainwright's been, you know, he pitched, a, I believe, complete game shutout last time out. What do you think of that? Yeah, that's strange. I mean, let me look at the weather. Weather looks like it's blowing out, but I, mean, I don't think it's enough for a half of a run. Interesting. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Me either. Rod, what do you think? What do you think of that total? What do you think of all this other stuff going on? What do you think happens to the Mets roster if Sean Nolan comes in there and mows them down today? Right. <laughs> oh, no. They fire Rojas on the field like they bully men. Uh, I think they should have a couple games ago. But I see. I seen a headline that Syndergaard uh, just just did a rehab start, so. Uh... He might he might be uh, popping back in this season at some point for the Mets. Maybe that'll give him a little uh, life. It's a little late. What about Degrom? Is he done? A little late. I don't. Yeah, I don't Degrom, know. I think it's done. I think uh, it's done. Yeah. Well, because they don't they don't want to bring Degrom out for for useless games, right? They don't want to bring him back and and and. But if you put him out there with Syndergaard, that's, that's arm in, in useless games. Right? In meaningless, meaningless games, uh, you want to bring your 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 ace back for uh, meaningless games. You get him injured even more? Yeah, probably I was not. like, I don't want to work with these clowns. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that too, right? <laughs> what if he demands a trade? I mean, if I'm Stroman, I do. It's funny because they asked Syndergaard if he wanted out, and he was like, nope, I want to stay a Met. So he wants to stay a Met. Yeah, sometimes they buy a house or something. You know? No. Um, what do you think of these games, though? I, I like the under nationals and uh, the Mets. I, I think we, we know how much Mets offense has been lately. And uh, I, I think Nola comes out and has a good start. Surprisingly, I think he comes out and, and, and holds down the Mets a little. And we get the under, give me the under at eight and a half in that one. And we get a lower scoring game. Got the Twins and the Brewers, the Giants and the Braves, the Padres and the you Angels. You me. Go ahead. Hurt my feelings. You skipped me. I didn't go get ahead. to go. Go give one out. Give out. Give out <laughs> a pick. I'll I'll tell you what it's going to be. I'll look at the board. Oh uh, wait, I'm Pirates. Sorry. <laughs> the Twins. He's wearing the hat. Pirates. No, the Twins. <laughs> the twins weren't in that group. Did we anymore. get to the White Sox and Cubs? We did, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. So I, I got skipped in this one. I'm going to take the Chicago White Sox again today, even Minus though I don't 300. like them. <laughs> Ooh. Minus three and a half for me today on the, on the White Sox with Lance Lynn. He's just miles above Alec Mills, and I don't see any reason why they don't beat him by six, seven runs today. So for me, it's the White Sox lay that huge run line, the super-duper run line. And then I'd love to be on the Minnesota Twins just to fade the public here, but Charlie Barnes, he's, he's pretty brutal. I can't even get on, on this guy. But usually Saturday's the day where the public gets taken out to slaughter. But I'll stay away from this one. Well, some of our competition's putting out some stuff that's pretty brutal, man. Surfing around YouTube, 
recently. Man, some garbage out there. Anyways, uh, painful. Brewers, Twins, Padres, Angels, Giants, Braves, and Dodges, Rockies. I like Giants. I like the Brewers. And the Rockies. Rod? For me, you know, those, those couple, I like the over in the uh, the Padres and the Angels. We got a whole pile of runs. Ryan Reathers is awful. So, uh, terrible. Just terrible guy. Terrible. <laughs> I like the over in that one. And I like the under in the Giants and the Braves. I think uh, Logan Webb and, you know, uh, the whole thing's down. I think we get a nice under eight and a half in that one. A little bit of a pitcher's duel. Give me the under, Giants, Atlanta, and the over, Padres, Angels. Romanelli? Yeah, I agree with the over in that Padres-Angels game. I think we see uh, both pitchers exit the game early. I mean, Weathers doesn't pitch deep in the games anyway, but I do think both offenses have a nice game today. And then uh, I'll take a shot with the Rockies on the money line. And they got the win yesterday, but uh, John Gray – Solid pitcher. He keeps the Rockies in games usually. And uh, not at Coors Field here, so I don't have to worry about the Dodgers' bats going off. But, you know, David Price, does he deserve a minus 240 uh, price on the money line? No pun intended, David Price, but I don't think so. I'll take the Rockies. It's a D-Gen play of the day. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> does Price deserve the price? Ryan? Yeah, I think I'm going to take Suarez and the Angels here. I think you're getting uh, – Weathers has just been a train wreck. You know, the young pitcher, way too many innings. Uh, he's lucky to go three, four innings here for the Padres, and I think the Angels get a W here. Padres playing horrible baseball. They got a W uh, yesterday, but I think I think the Angels take them out today and you get a nice price with them at home, Suarez. I like that over. All right, it's parlay time. I'll go first. No, Rod, go first. All right. We're going to take uh, the Reds on the money line. We're going to take a couple NFL after that. We're going to take Houston plus the points and the Chargers plus the points. Parlay those three up. I'm going to take the Houston Texans getting the points, the Illinois fighting Illini getting the points, and the over in the Padres Angels. Right. For me, I'm going to take the Washington football team plus the points. UCLA Bruins minus the, the big points there. And then finish it off with the Oakland A's on the money line. Illinois, Hawaii, and the Tennessee Titans all with the points. Plus, I'm going to do the same same one money line with those three teams as well. So those are my parlays for today. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Have a great day. Got it in, in about an hour. Pretty good. And uh, hopefully we I think next week's shows will probably be hour and a half. They're going to be longer, you know, for the regular college football and NFL. Just that's the nature of the beast, especially if we're going to cover baseball, which last year we skipped those. So we might just do a different, we might do a baseball show earlier or something. You know, get Ruth Flo to do a baseball show or something. We'll figure it out. Anyways, thanks everyone for joining us. Have a great day. We're going to, let's make it a winning day. Of course, I'm going to try and act more professional tomorrow. <laughs>